Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott with Dave, somewhere in this picture. And anyway, today we have a treat for you. Uh, Dave has been talking about this movie to me for a long, long time. And for whatever reason, and and I'll get to this, um, I just couldn't bring myself to watch it. And it's I, a lot of it is just, you can't really describe this movie in a way that makes sense. But once you see it, it's like... I, I watched this and I was like, no wonder he's been on me for this. Damn it. I, so <laughs> sorry it took me so long, but this was a this was a fun movie. The Lost Skeleton of Cadavra. Wow. I'm made, so happy you, you watched it. A newer movie made to look like it came out of the 50s in many ways. Yes. With dialogue, yeah. sets, um, <laughs> mannerisms, uh, just yeah. the setups of an old... 50 sci-fi film this movie is made with is a love letter to 50 sci-fi oh definitely definitely it it uh, makes fun of it but it's it's all it's a love letter to uh this cool stuff i mean with with the monster which is right there over my shoulder nice and rubbery lots of latex Um, you see the zipper yeah you see the 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 combat boots It's just so freaking hysterical. Yes. Yes. So I know nothing about the history of this movie, but I have a feeling that you know uh, something about how it came about or why or the process. I, I just know a little bit about it because they did like a, a Q&A. And on the DVD that I have, they have that the question and answer. Okay. And in this movie, the, the interesting thing is, I don't know if you... If you notice, but there's a lot of mid-level to bigger mid-level name mm-hmm. actors and actresses in this movie. Like I recognize everybody in this. Um, the woman who played the wife was Faye in Faye Masterson, uh, I think. Yeah, Faye Masterson. She plays Betty Armstrong. Now Faye Masterson not was wasn't in just this. Uh, Trying, trying to find her. She did look the familiar. In the dead, eyes wide shut, Fifty Shades of Freed. I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff. I mm. think she's done some television work also. Oh, the Housekeeper's yeah. Revenge, Boy Called Poe. Her list of credits goes on. I've seen her in a lot of stuff. Larry Blameyer with Dr. Paul Armstrong. He's the scientist. He's an actor. He's yeah, he's. He, I'm a scientist. I'm a rock I do scientist. science. Rock science. Brian Howe was uh, Roger Fleming. He was basically next to the skeleton. He was the main bad guy, and he was in the newsroom, in Pursuit of Happiness, Westworld series, television oh. series, uh, Vice Principals. So he's been in a lot of big, bigger production movies. There was a question at one point that, that I vaguely remember. Somebody asked, well, why did you do this? And it was because Larry Blameyer was like, well, I had all my friends and we all like comedies and, and we all love the old, the old movies, like you said. And that's basically why they did it. It was just like it was something fun to do. They could all do locally because they shot this yeah. very, very local. Um, their biggest 
their biggest uh, out-of-pocket expense or their biggest budgetary expense was getting the rights to film in one of the state parks, I think. It looked or, like they were in a park or something. Or, there was like a lot of the like stuff where they're like crouched down behind bushes. I think I think was on some of their property, and then other cuts were like in in the park. Yeah, it makes sense. It you looked know, like they were in a big open. You know, they were because yeah. the, the cabin was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and but they went to stay at without luggage. It. Yeah, I want to see if they have anything in here about the ca- the cabin. But it's funny because because they have the uh, they have the cabin. Nobody's in that cabin. That looks like an old cabin. Mm-hmm. But I remember, and I know I'm speaking out of line, folks. So so follow me for just a second. There is a scene when the skeleton is getting up, and they actually they're puppeteering it rather well. It's moving. You mm-hmm. can't see the string. And they're doing something. And Larry Blameyer had to go to the guys and was like, if I remember if I remember this correctly, he told them, well, I, I can't see the strings. And the cameraman and the lighting guys and whoever was doing that. They probably spent a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they would, yeah, it's really hard not to see the strings. And, they, and they're thinking he's going, he's congratulating me. No, I, I want to see the strings. And they're like, what? What? What do you mean? You would no, you can't. He's like, no, no, no. I'm trying to see the strings, and I, this is what I want. And they nobody got it. Everybody's looking at him like he was nuts. So they went and no. got this nice tensile string so they could you could see it when they're push pulling them and moving them. And I'm just laughing like, oh my god. He's like that, and he learned to let the cameraman know and the lighting guys know exactly what he wanted. He said that was like a big learn, I guess a big learning curve for him mm-hmm. because he knew what he wanted and he thought everybody else understood that. So for him, it was a big learning curve. Like, okay, I have to let these people know what my vision is right. and why I'm doing it. And a lot of people didn't like weren't getting it. Like like how I tried to describe to you the show. Yeah. I think it's... how he was describing it. And people are just like, I don't. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, man. What do yeah. Because when you would describe this, I'm like, "What? This this does not sound good, Dave. This sounds really bad, man. This this is a bad idea." No, it works. It um, and when I saw it, that's what I thought. You know, I was like, "Oh my god, I see exactly what Dave meant by this. This is right, right." It, I want to see the string. Here's here's one of the creative things about this. Uh-huh. It when you see the effects and they're still going with it and they're taking it completely seriously. You, it's hard yeah. to criticize. It's really hard to criticize. It's like, okay, you're showing me your budget, which is almost non-existent. Let's go with it. You know? And that's, but they did it on purpose. And that's the funny thing is because everything that you see on camera, none of it's an accident. Yeah. Like in the old fifties, late fifties, early sixties, sci-fi films, a lot of this was accidents. Like, if you saw the monster, the guy in the monster suit wearing boots, you're like, fuck, he's wearing boots. Come on. How, how did you guys not see that? In this, they literally want you to see the, see monster, the, boots, yeah. the guy in the rubber costumes boots. They want you to see his hands or his face behind yeah. the mat a little bit, you know, and not be able to be quite sure whether you saw it or not. They want <laughs> you to see the strings. Oh, my they God. You and you will see the strings. <laughs> 
<laughs> they want you to see how badly the puppet is being carried down the path as they're walking. In between them. As a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. Now, I'll break down the story real quick, what the story is supposed to be. The scientist, who is a rock scientist. Who does you know, science. And his wife are going out to the... Uh, the Who's married to a scientist. Yeah, she's married to a scientist. She's a wife of a scientist. Wife of and a scientist. And it's really hard. With all this science. And they're going out, <laughs> going, out to, going out to the woods, to a cabin, because he's looking for a meteorite that has, uh, I forgot what the, the fake Atmospherium, or, or like, also mistakenly known as an Amish terrarium. Amish terrarium? Oh, God. But they're going out there to find this rock, and while they're, while they're in the cabin, they see another falling star, and the wife's like, oh, my gosh, that, that's probably the, the, the meteorite you're looking for. And he's like, well, that would be really impossible, dear, for that to happen, because my rock has already hit the ground. Now, that could have been just bad writing if they would have left it there. But what makes it terrific writing is he basically repeats that exact little bit of information four times in four different ways <laughs> and and the aliens the a group of aliens land and they're they're uh mutant escapes and they need atmospherium for their ship uh the lost skeleton needs atmospherium so he can come back to life and be whole again the crazy doctor that's helping the skeleton I don't even know why he's <laughs> helping the skeletons, but nobody is. knows. And, and then you have Anamala, who Which is played is... by. Let me get up her name real quick. It's it's right here. It's on the tip of my tongue. So who is who is a creation of four different forest animals? Yes, with a gun. Her name is Jennifer Blair. Now the funny thing and the great thing is Jennifer Blair is Larry Blameyer's wife. Ah, and if I remember correctly, she wasn't even going to be in the movie, but something happened. Either this character was written in at the last minute because everybody thought it was funny, or the person that was going to play Animala couldn't make it, or something. I'm, uh -huh. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but that's that's how I remember. Interesting. I remember. Well, I she was great. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the review or the uh, the question and answer again this last time I yeah. watched it, but. She said that the dancing scene when she's trying to hypnotize, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Dr. Paul Armstrong, when she's doing the dance, there's no music playing. Right. So he's like, you just got to try and act, you know, you got to try and act sexy and you got to, you got to dance. And, and she's like, how do I do that? He's like, just, just, you know, dance. And so she's doing all that with no music. Everybody's standing there with cameras. And she's like, it was the most embarrassing thing she'd ever done. I bet and it would have been hard. Like, before and I was like, yeah, but she did it so well. It's so great. goddamn funny. It was great. Oh, and it's hard. It's really hard for me to describe this, as you know. It is so a hard movie to describe. One more, one more time for anybody who's out there going, "Lost Skeleton of Cadaver." What? It is a nineteen late fifties, very early sixties sci-fi movie spoof. Taking itself seriously. Yes. And when I say 
a spoof taking itself seriously is it's purposely badly written. The special effects are purposely bad. Um, the dial, the di- not just the dialogue, but the actual acting. These are really good actors. I've seen every one of these actors. Well, that, that's stuff. one of the things. That's one they of the things are, I wanted to say is there are no yeah. bad actors in this. What you have yeah. are good actors playing bad actors well, and it's like, yeah. It, yeah, I noticed it right away, and it's like these fuckers can act. This is good. <laughs> yeah, especially I mean when you, I got to pull up her name, Faye Masterson. When you see her in one of her other movies, she's really good. Mm-hmm. So for her to come in here and play the part that she played as Betty Armstrong, that kind of ditzy airhead wife, mm-hmm. that's just a really bad actress, she did it really. <laughs> Yeah, because that's a challenge in itself. (laughs) There's a couple of times where, and I'm going to bring Donnie Jones and Skeeter into this for just a second, (laughs) where I I think I didn't realize where I pulled it from, but I think it was from this scene where she's talking to her husband and she's looking in one direction, but her husband's actually somewhere else. And then you see her switch her eyes to like where she's looking at, the actual actor that she's playing against. Mm-hmm. And I think I did something like that, or you did something like that. I think I did something like that whenever we were doing right. uh, one little skit one time where I'm looking off in one direction and then you came into camera and then I'm like, oh, there you go. Oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It and was it's just... just, and it's purposely done. It's, it's yeah. purposely bad acting. And she did it so well. And then you have the two aliens who is uh, Andrew Parks as Crowbar. <laughs> and then you had Susan McConnell as Lattice. <laughs> Lattice and, and Grover. Two alien names. And those two are both good actors. Oh, yeah. And actresses. And I've seen both of them in other things, too. And it's to be that bad on purpose is really tough. And it's all that put together, all on purpose, that makes this movie work. It's like Black Dynamite. When you watch Black Dynamite, mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention, you watch Black Dynamite off and on. You're busy doing something, which is happened to me. You think it's actually a black exploitation movie from the 70s. But mm-hmm. if you stop and start listening clo- a little bit closer, that's what I did. Because I thought it was just an old black exploitation movie. I'd never heard of it. I was just, okay, I had it on one day. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this is a comedy. Oh my God! They're doing this on purpose. This is hysterical. Oh wow! I knew going into this that it was a comedy, but I didn't know exactly what to expect. And man, it's probably one of my favorite comedies. It really is. I I sit there and I look at that and go, "That's that's doable. That that's funny. That that's funny. That guy knew what he wanted and he mm-hmm. got it. And I, I'm sure his movies after that got a little bit easier because he takes the same group core group." And has done like two or three other movies. He does he does a sequel to this, and then he's done like two or three other movies that are just supposed to be just as funny. Oh so wow! I want to watch the other too. So we may be maybe doing a little bit more Larry Blamar movies. Yeah, definitely, definitely. One of the you know like like we talk about this this movie, and for those of you listening, if this is something um, if you like old sci fi movies, um, right. 
it's I think it's pretty much a must. You're going to have to like yeah. watching these yeah. old 50s movies because this is one that if you just walked in and it was on, you will be fooled for a little bit until you start watching. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. Um, but I, I liken yeah. this as to taking an old 50s movie and it's not quite airplane or police squad, but right. it's close. It's the same type right. of very straight, serious humor and wordplay. Yeah. That with uh, double right, entendres right. and stuff that just it's like wow that works and I love it. It's <laughs> it was just fun. It's like wow. And, and to know that like uh, there's a point in Anamala where when you first see her, I don't think she's wearing gloves. Mm. She doesn't have like a little cat. Then all of a sudden, like in the next scene, she's got like half gloves on with I noticed that. On. It's more animally. And you're like, oh my god, that's something that they would have done in one of these old movies. They would have totally forgot to put the gloves on, and that was probably and never purposeful. Out the scene. <laughs> yeah, in this one, it's done on purpose. Um, like I said, the boots on the rubber mo- rubber monster wearing the boots. Yeah. you can see the zipper. You know, they were trying to cover up the zipper on that. But I think like they were trying <laughs> to make it, it look real because they're like, there's no way to make this look real. But we'll, you know, we'll we'll straighten it up. And he, I guess, Blameyer was like, no, 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 that's. That's what I want. You see all these guys that are used to working on million dollar, twenty million dollar plus budgets, and they're looking at him like, "What do you mean? That's what you want? This this movie's gonna suck." And it's like, "No, I'm doing this on purpose. This is this. There's a reason that I'm doing this." And and his his results, right? Because it's done very much like the '50s movies. like when the mutant attacks, it's all off screen. You don't see it, but you got the big close up of the of the actor. Ah! And it and it goes on. They add just like a half second extra that yeah. makes it awkward. And it's it, it's the yeah. the editing yeah. is brilliant in this because it gets you there. I've I've got it. This this is this is the scene that's killing me because I was almost in tears when this came up. The aliens um, have tracked the meteor to the cabin where um, Dollar right. Store Bill Clinton and his wife. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the scientist. <laughs> that's all I could think right. when I was seeing. He's like, man, that's a Dollar Store Bill Clinton right there. <laughs> uh, but, Is there any other kind? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, wow, sorry. But so anyway, they, they track the atmosphere down to the scientist and the scientist's wife in the science cabin. Uh, and there's stairs leading up to the cabin up to the balcony (laughs) and they freeze obviously from the planet marva they do not have stairs because they're like oh crowbar what is that i don't know it looks like lots of little buildings that are stacked on top of each other that just rise it's like what (laughs) and they they slowly turn to the side and shimmy Ever like yeah. they're on the edge of a precarious cliff and can die at any second, and they are playing up yeah. the terrified so well, dude. That's so damn funny. That just killed me. <laughs> and and I love after they after they finally get to the top of the stairs. There's like a porch, and they walk and they they find the door. They're just standing there staring at the door, waiting for the door to open, and they start going into a full panic meltdown. What's going on? Why isn't the door open? This is crazy. We're gonna lie. What's what's gonna happen? And then the door opens, and and the doctor standing there, the scientist is like, "Hi, can I help you?" And his wife comes out, "Hi," and they're just standing there, like, "What's going on? What happened? <laughs> you want to come in?" 
Oh, and then the other really funny scene is the dinner dinner scene when they all oh eat. Oh my god! <laughs> and and Lattice and Crowbar have no idea how humans eat. So Crowbar looks at Lattice and says, "We'll just follow what they do. You know, they'll never know we're we're not human." Yeah. But the problem is, you have Animala, who's created by four animals, and she's this woman in a like a black cat suit, and she she's not human. No, so she's she an goes animal. To drink her drink, and she's got the drink, and she's like tip 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 because she's been told to tip the glass back and tip tip tip. So she's tip 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 taking a drink, <laughs> and the two aliens grab their drink, tip tip tip. tip. And I know this doesn't make any sense, folks, but it's absolutely hysterical when you see it. It is. And then, then Animala starts eating, and the aliens start eating just like her. And the two she, humans, or the three humans at that point, are just sitting there looking at each other like... Because Animala actually goes into the going? food. She goes into the food face first, <laughs> like an animal. And then Crowbar <laughs> and Lattice just, bam, face first right in there. It's it's absolutely hilarious, dude. And, and I don't know how he got his wife to do that. That just just to turn everything off and go, this is going to be funny. Trust me, it's going to be funny. Just so damn funny. It and it well, works. Everything. Is I think the reason it works so well is because it is purposely done that way. It is. Yeah. It wasn't. Hey, let's make a serious movie and let's make it cheesy or anything. It's like, yeah, he approached it serious, but with uh, every joke, including the dialogue and the repetition of words like science yeah. um, <laughs> over and over is yeah, just, yeah. just showing what, if you watch some old of these old sci-fi movies, yeah. you're going to see this crappy dialogue. And all he's doing is saying, here it is. And I'm going to, exaggerated a bit and it's and you catch it right away and it's like oh look at that the magnetic monster yes the magnetic monster yes definitely i guarantee you this guy had seen this movie like five six times probably the other one but, i was thinking of was i can't remember the name of it but it was where that little boy was basically having a dream uh, and it was a post-apocalyptic oh, uh, thing the monster, uh, robot monster, robot monster, yeah, robot monster. This yeah. one definitely yeah, exactly. pokes fun at this too, yeah, because uh, it's and, nonsensical. And That's one of the things I wanted to say. That it's very the skeleton is very nonsensical to this story. You could take the skeleton out, and it doesn't change the movie. No, it doesn't change it at all. It makes it even funnier. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It and and that. Again, the reason it's done that way is some of these movies just didn't make sense. Yeah, they were they were churned out, the, the, you know, because everybody was like the asylum of the day, kicking out every yeah. every knockoff movie. Oh, they got they got a sci-fi movie. They got a twister movie. Ours is right. tornadoes. And, right. you know, uh, oh, yeah, right. we'll put sharks in the next one. That kind of thing. So it's just exactly. Yeah, I liked uh, the, the writing of this. You hit on it already. But I'm going to reiterate it for anybody who wants to see how to do a comedy not uncomfortable but take a scene to the stretched out moment because last night you had texted and said there are some scenes that really drag out but for me when you watch mm. those he's doing that on purpose he, mm -hmm. I, I honestly think he edited this 
to purposely stretch that out just a little too yeah, long oh yeah. where everybody's sitting there staring at each other. Like they have dialogue, 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 dialogue ends. And then this. Yeah. So, yes. You know, then, then, then they it, walk away. Like, yeah. Two or three heartbeats too long. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, it. I, I firmly believe it's done on purpose. It's just, it makes it, it, there's are a few points in this for me. It slows down a bit. It is by no yeah. means a bad. Well, it is a bad movie, but it's a good bad movie, and it's a purposely it's bad movie. I know, and that's bad movie. <laughs> it's purposely bad, so it's good. I'm I'm confused, yeah. but I like it. Um, yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's different. Don't don't go into this movie thinking Ed Wood, um, because that's not what this is. No, this is Ed this is Wood purposeful. No. Yeah, Edward didn't mean to make his movies like that. This, this was meant does. to be. This guy and his, and I think they're all. I'm imagining they're all friends. I would imagine. like I said, this the same group has done several movies together. Very small. Very cool. Like this. So I imagine they they all know each other and all buddies. You know, it's just a matter of when they had time to get together to do it. Right. And I I think that's that's a good way of doing it. it it's like the. Who killed it? Captain Alex guy. He probably still has the same group of, you know, four or five. And I bet you not a damn one of them know who killed Captain Alex. Not a one of them. I still don't. Doesn't matter. I like that show. We will never we will never know who killed Captain Alex. Oh man. (laughs) It was the mutant. (laughs) Yeah, the mutant. Oh God. (laughs) So yeah, this this This, this movie, um, I do, and I've said it before, I'd get such a police squad airplane vibe from it yeah, uh, just because yeah. of the style. And I just say that to say it's not that. When you watch this, you may pick up on it, but it's don't expect the the just absolute sure, hysterical. Exactly. Yeah. There's some of that yeah. there. There is there is that yeah, style. Bit. The the banter is what does it good in this movie. And it's like, wow, this is slick. This is slick. And you I saw it right away. I, I dig it. I absolutely yeah. dig it. I, I like when the alien because the size differentiation of the alien spaceship on the inside is completely different from the outside. Yeah. It's and it's not a TARDIS thing, but in old movies they used to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is done on purpose. The uh, the pegboard in the background that's painted silver with the yeah. little that was, uh, hey, you know what it worked. It, it all worked, and you know, I'm sitting there looking at that, going, you know, you couldn't have you couldn't have made this movie and given them Starship Enterprise cockpit <sighs> kind of thing. Is that kind of deep? It wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't work. So you have to go with the pegboard. You know, you have to go with old gauges that you found at a, you know, mm-hmm. a job lot. Just, you know, put them on the back. It, it just everything worked on this. It just it did on so many levels. It did. He's got the little bike. He's got a little bike bell, the uh, alien yeah. crowbar. He's, he's trying to use a sensor. And what it is, is it's like a little old school little bike bell. Ding, ding, yep. You know, you pull. and I'm laughing so hard the first time I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. But it's what they did, and they yeah. still do. 
we're yeah. going to do that. <laughs> so I'm trying to think what it was I saw. Well, I mean, I saw in here the gun was a caulking gun that had been modified yeah. to look like a, yeah. a gun. But I've done. seen some I've seen some pretty cool stuff from some props in in multi-million dollar movies that are just like, oh shit, how'd that get passed? <laughs> you know, it just yeah. but you don't notice yeah. it. That's where I notice um watching a lot of of the Mandalorian. Um uh-huh. And when they show in the cities and the, where the in the people's houses, I saw Home Depot lights. Right. Um, so it's like, <laughs> so it's actually it was it so wasn't the Mandalorian. Right? I'm I'm sorry, I forget. It might have been Star Trek or something. Whatever. No, it was. It might or Andor. I don't. I don't know. It was something with a lot of money. You know the little round ball lights at Home Depot that have colors. Yeah. Yeah, those were on an end table. <laughs> I was like, funny. I know where they got those. <laughs> I mean, it works, but but so so here you had you know we're talking what why the reason I brought that up is because you mentioned that you okay. know they still do it. Yes, they still do it. If it works, it works. You know. Yeah, you got to do what's gonna. You got to do what's best for the story and best for the movie and best for your television show especially if it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta, like the lady who played Anamala did so many funny things. Yeah, she was great. It was all, she barely had any lines, you know? So, yeah. so I think her biggest line was, he's always hated you. He <laughs> loves me. And she's talking to the, to the bad guy, human, like, yeah. the lost skeletons always liked me better. And, you know, like the brother and sisters, you know? Yeah, rival, but everything she did was like in her face and the way she moved, mm-hmm. and she's moving like a cat, and she's like over exaggerating everything, and it was. But so it's perfect. perfect. It's perfect because it's that's so that's what's funny. funny. Every it, you can't watch this and not laugh. I I guess you can, but right. I can't. <laughs> no, you know. And this is probably about the fifth time I've watched it in yeah. over the last few years, I, and it's. It still is funny because I look and I look and go, okay, how did they do this and why did it? Why did they do this? And every time I watch it, I see something new and go, that's why. That's why they. That's why they're they're afraid of going up the stairs. They're aliens. They've never seen us play the stairs, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So very cool, very cool. I'll give my final <laughs> thoughts on the lost skeleton of Cadavra. Wow. Um, a pleasant surprise, one that you will not easily describe to your friends and family on what you just watched or what they're about to watch. So if you like 50 sci-fi and you like stupid humor like Dave and I do, yeah. this is right up your alley. Um, I, I do recommend it. It's it's fun. It's uh, I just yeah. I can't help but smile when I think about this movie. Yeah. And the series or the sequel to this. It's just. Just as funny. And Great. the entire crew that they had in this movie is in the sequel. Very cool. And they, they explain everything in the sequel. And okay. It's great. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, anyway, but I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely on this movie. Larry Blameyer, as far as the movies that I've seen him do so far, I, I am... I'm a fan. I'm there. I would love to meet this guy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, any advice that he could give us on anything would be 
so I would be taking notes if I ever talked to this guy and be like, yeah. well, how would I do this? How, how do you think it could be, you know, something like that? But yeah, this, these are, again, these are movies that if you're out there wanting to make a movie, I'd recommend watching his movies and see how he did it. Because even, even though he had a budget, they weren't huge budget. No. Most of his people came in, they didn't even work. I think they were working off, I don't want to say off the books because that's not right. Hmm. But I don't think they worked union scale. No. I don't even think they were union scale. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they they did this as a favor. And yeah, well, here's here's the interesting because they're having fun. Here, here's here's the inter- I'll, I'll just give a little bit of the industry info on 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 union scale. Uh-huh. Um, if if a film a film can be union and it can be considered mm-hmm. what's ultra low budget and under the ultra low budget contracts you can pay as low as one dollar a day or one dollar for the entire performance but the actor has to agree to it so you could get tom cruise for a dollar if he agree agree to it for your ultra low budget so they do have that in there so yeah it's it's obviously i mean how this was major distributor had this has this movie so it's you know i would imagine it was a union union feature but probably done under uh, ultra low budget uh rules yeah so yeah Uh, it's pretty cool during the question question and answer they they were like what kind of budget did you have and everybody on stage just started laughing you know like like, what do you mean budget (laughs) you know that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I have to agree with what you just said. Like this this movie is funny. If you like old sci-fi yeah. and then you like the tease old sci-fi, this movie's for you. The sequels is is for you. Um A Dark and Stormy Night would probably be for you, which is another Larry Blaine movie. And he's got like like I said, are they all in this there. vein? They're all kind of in this vein of old Very cool. scary old creepy he's got one called the creeping the creeping forehead where it's like the forehead like coming across the table to, oh to god hit that, jumps up a, and hits you on the head and, and it's a forehead. i haven't seen that but that's one that i'm gonna probably rent i, I think that's on amazon oh my I'm god gonna probably rent that one because a lot of the same crew is in that one I'm see just that's like, really I cool see. i i i'm i'm inspired um so yeah. that's that's what watching this did is as a very amateur filmmaker, this movie inspires me. So that's yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely, and I recommend it for anybody who wants to watch it. Anybody who wants to laugh. Anybody who who likes dumb humor, like me. <laughs> that's all I got, brother. All right. So thanks again, folks. If you like our show, please hit the like, the subscribe, the share, and a special thank you to all our new listeners that have found us. Uh, drop us a line. Tell us how okay. you found thank us you or um, just thanks. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Uh, cool. If you want, it, want us to talk about a movie that you love, drop us a line. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely try and get it in the queue. So until yeah. next time, we'll see you.